What's up? Welcome back, everybody, to the Rotation Show. This is our eighth episode, and we're very, very excited about our guest today. He is uh, a very big player in the cannabis industry in California, so a lot of game going to be dropped, and we're excited to bring him, uh, bring the information to you. Uh, So we're talking about exotic flavors. Uh, From Mm -hmm. Humboldt County, there are legacy farmers that have been in the game for a long, long time. They are in in dispensaries up and down the coast of California. They're doing collabs with big name celebrities and maybe he'll let us know who or what and uh, <laughs> uh, and they have won multiple awards and featured in multiple magazines. They are the real deal and respected for it. So um, I want to welcome Cody and Nosh. What's Appreciate going on? Oh, you're welcome, man. I've been working at Remember, this is episode eight. I appreciate that, man. Thank you for having us. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thanks for coming down the hill. I know it's a long ways. It was, but it was good to get out, man. We needed the break for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's good to stretch your legs, man. It is. It's been busy. It's been a busy fucking year, so. Yeah, it's for everybody. It really has, bro. so fast right now. The world is moving super fast, and we're even going to space and shit so yeah and we're lucky. that fast yeah we're yeah. lucky we're lucky to be busy you know yeah. uh, that's a good problem yeah, yeah it it's is. a very good problem can we grow weed in space do you know uh, fuck, i don't know i, I don't know the gotta ask elon it. for that I shit i have no clue yeah, I, was I, say, I think like they're doing it right now yeah. if we can grow anything we can grow weed we in space for sure weed is gonna grow it's a weed yeah i mean i definitely think it's a possibility i don't know if you're growing exotic flavors fire probably no xf exclusives but they might have they might have something at that point it's up in the moon i'll take some mexican brick weed up there dude i don't give a fuck i'm high in space that's all i know is the transport Transport fee is going to be high for that. Oh, they get the transport from Earth to here, please. <laughs> Logistics hey, are not going to be in our favor. No, yeah, no, no. The first <laughs> going to be crazy. The first, the first astronaut that fucking ball sacks some weed up to the fucking up oh. to space is going to be my Sneak hero. Some in there? Yeah, That's like the old school days. In I want to be. Well, I want to be a hero, man. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get right into it, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I, the first question is, where are you from? What's the come up story? How did you get where yeah, you are, so, man? So, so I'm I'm lucky enough that I was born and raised in Honeydew, which is kind of the when it comes to weed. I know everyone looks at Humboldt County. Uh, anyone that's from there or been around the game up there, they know that Southern Humboldt's really where it's all at. That's where it's cracking, and that's where everything's produced. That's that's good. Um, so honey honeydew is kind of like in the, the center of southern humboldt it's a small community it's maybe five six hundred people kind of spread over like a 10 mile radius there's a general store uh wow. there's a school and that's where i went to school growing up kindergarten through like eighth grade seventh grade um <coughs> it's a different fucking world though man it's like uh we don't really have any law enforcement that comes out there we don't really have anything that caters to us so anything we want done we're kind of left to do on our own whether it's policing or it's um just everything you want something to eat you're gonna have to make it yourself you know it's a different environment out there but it shaped us to be really hard workers and it shaped us into thinking outside of the box you know what i mean we're not influenced by other people as much so we don't really have like outside influence coming into us so it kind of is a cool thing because it forces us to kind of create our own authentic culture and yeah. you know we're not really like watching tv and all that kind of thing to influence us so much out there because we don't have as much of that out there um that's good you, but you guys are remote it is it's it's we're remote we have we have luxuries and things we need it's not like right. we're camping we have we have everything but um yeah so i was born in honeydew i lived there my whole life um 
I, at about 14, uh, my dad, so basically I can actually fast. Let me go back a little bit. The reason we got into honeydew was my, my father who passed away when I was 14, um, back in the day, I'm 32 now. So when I was growing up and I was born in the late eighties, growing up in the nineties and everything, we were just, I thought everyone did what we did. We lived in honeydew. We were sheltered. We hid, we didn't tell anyone what we did. Uh, my old man grew weed they ran around the hills and everything like that. And so I grew up kind of in a bubble that's kind of hard to explain, but we were just super sheltered from the outside world. And mm -hmm. we were in this little community of pot growers and every friend my dad had was a pot grower and every, everyone I went to school with, their parents grew weed. Every, so it was everybody. in the whole community. It was everybody, in the culture. Bro, if you lived there, weed was the culture. It, it was the That's backbone of everything. There, every single kid who was in my class from kindergarten, first, second, third grade, nice. their parents grew weed, whether it was with my parents or uh, that was it. Because if it, that's the only reason people lived out there. I mean, truly, truly, that's the only you reason people You guys had that free. When I said remote, I, all I heard was just pure freedom to do whatever it you is, wanted. It is freedom, yeah. You know what I mean? Now, now it's a little bit like that. Growing up, it wasn't like that because we weren't free to do what we're doing now. You know what I mean? So right. it was a much different, much, much different than it is now. Now it's fun. We're riding around with pounds on a dirt bike and shit. Back then it wasn't as, <laughs> as free as that. You know, Still you had right. a lot more to be scared of. But, um, but yeah, so I grew up there. It was really sheltered. And I was just kind of absorbed in the humble lifestyle like we just did what everyone does out there my parents grew weed and that was kind of what it was it kind of made me not really realize what a special place i was in so then um in about 2010 was kind of around the time when like light depth started coming onto the scene when people started pulling tarps on greenhouses and things right. and at the same time i'd moved away to school i went to chico to go to college in butte so 2010 11 and in the beginning of 2012, I was like, I need to get out of Humboldt. You know, I didn't really know what I was going to do with my life. And the second I left and I was walking around other counties and other cities with like a Humboldt County shirt on, everyone would come up to me and be like, oh, where's all the pounds at? Where's all the packs? Where's everything at? So I'm over there trying to go to school. And like every dude on the football team was like trying to give me money to run home and get them quarter pounds and shit. Yeah. So a year into it, I'm just like, fuck. Like I, it kind of like a light bulb went off in my head. And I was like, damn, there's you know, value. Humboldt honeydew is really cool like why did i fucking i came to school to make a career and i may have just left that so right. then in 2012 i had like i said my father passed away so he had a friend who was just this old redneck fucking like gangster ass redneck dude he's been like <laughs> indicted in multiple murders from people that had fucked with him on his farm like he's just this hardcore hardcore fucking dude and so he came to me and was like hey why don't you because i had been talking to people i wanted to leave school and so he came to me in 2012 and offered me a job. And I said, I'll leave school right now, but I want to do depths. And yeah. at that point, no one was really doing light depths because oh. that meant you have to have a greenhouse and you had to have it out in the open and you had to pull covers on it and shit. Yep. And it was a more risk, but the reward was way, way better. There's quality. Risk and investment and time. The, the capital to get it going, you got to build oh, yeah. a greenhouse. Yep. I mean, I don't know how many of the listeners know what real light depth is, but that's basically you're taking a greenhouse and you're tricking it into thinking the hours of light are fall hours. So you're pulling tarps on it to mimic that. So it'll be 12 hours of darkness, 12 hours of light which is basically fast forwarding to October. So your yeah. plants are constantly in flower. And this was something that I had been like drooling over. I was jealous of all my friends that were doing it while I was going to school. What were you studying in school? What was your major? Did Just you doing my general out? marketing and general ed. Cool. So that yeah. was, I've always been good at selling weed and selling things. So yeah. when I went there, I was like, I want to just sell shit. I know mm -hmm. I didn't really know what my direction was. 
And so I'm over there going to school and shit. And then that's when I really realized like, fuck, I'm wasting my time in school when really I'm here to learn my career and a path in life. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm walking away uh, from. What yeah. year was that? 2010, 11, 12. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So that okay. was like when I was 21, 22, 23, somewhere in that age. And that was right when they started when pulling tarps. When, yeah. That's I started badass. seeing yeah. pounds from my friends that they were selling for 3000 a pound. And back then, you know, outdoor was only like, you know, 15, 1600, even at that time. So I was like, fuck. And they're harvesting three times a year, selling it for twice as much. So uh, 2012, I, I dropped out of school. I, I didn't really, I got most of my general ed done. Yeah. But I just realized it was a waste of time. You Same know? here. It really, really was. My teacher was making like 60 grand a year. Mm-hmm. I made mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Do so you, I did the math and I realized that. Sense. Yeah. yeah. So that in the corner. I left yeah. in uh, 2012. I moved back and I, I built a greenhouse and it was right off the road. Like you could see it from the county road. It was the. This was ev- in Honeydew? This was in Honeydew. Okay, right off cool. the county road. Now if you go to Honeydew, you're going to see acres of fucking weed everywhere. Wow. But I was the first one, me and my boys, that like did it right off the road. We just crossed our fingers and we're like, fuck it. Yep. We're going to do it. So we did it and it worked. We did it again and it worked. And I started to gain some traction in the community of like being able to cultivate. And we kind of knew what we were doing. So in 2015, there was a couple. There was an older couple that lived down the road. And they had a farm that they were just... I'm not going to say failing, but they didn't really have a grasp on what to do. So they invited me to come and help. And I ran it for one year. And at the end of the year, when I was 24, they were like, why don't you just buy it from us? So they gave me the option to buy it. And I bought it from them. And Damn. that was in 20, end of 2014, rolling into 2015, I closed escrow. 2016, Prop 64 hit. Nice. So I had just bought in this farm at 24 years old. It was all flat, prime ag, PG&E, which is rare in honeydew. Yeah. Like It was fucking ready to go and when i left school in chico i knew that prop 64 was coming and i knew legal weed was around the corner Mm -hmm. so for me being young and ambitious like i was i was like i want to fucking i want a legal weed farm like this is what i'm going to do you know we're already here we're already doing this we were already growing industrial weed let's run it so um makes sense like 2016 bro i took every dollar i made i went up to eureka which is the town north of us a little bit Mm -hmm. and i i got some recommendations on some attorneys that were supposed to help with the licensing process and permitting and i walked in there with like fifty thousand dollars and i just gave it to them and i said hold this i want a legal weed farm you know here's some money let's get it going and that's really all i did bro i just just like that i went up there just talked to some attorneys we started getting the paperwork going I've been blessed with, you know, knowing the right people and knowing who to talk to and who to go. And I was just super persistent and shit like that. And um, so in 2016, when Prop 64 hit, I got my farms permitted with an interim permit, Mm -hmm. which basically gave us the legal, we could legally grow weed. We didn't have our annual licenses, but in 2016, we were legally growing weed. So how did it work with the city? So like, obviously the county. We're not in the cities. Oh, okay. Yeah. So So we're only dealing with the county. Yeah. Got it. It's unincorporated. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. So so, the county controls, you don't have to worry about getting these things from city like Sacramento. No. And part of it, bro, I'll be honest, like this all in the past. Now we were, and I'm saying this with air quotes, legal. We, we were still fighting and we were still cutting Mm -hmm. corners and doing, I mean, as of, only a few years ago, we a couple years ago, we actually got our annuals and we're actually, you know what I mean, actually up to par with everything. But yeah, back right. until then, they were kind of just looking the other way. You know, yeah. as long as you were paying your square footage taxes and your state licensing, right. then they it's a, it's a money game, bro. Everyone yep. wants to make money. The they county, taxes, the county and the state that, yeah. included. And so <laughs> what we've been good at is showing them that, hey, 
let us make money and we're going to help you guys make money. Yeah. You're, they're taxing us for every square foot we're growing on. Right. The state's taxing me for every license. The city or the, the county's taxing me for every sales tax. It, it's an impending thing that never ends. So it's yeah. like, hey, uh, there's money to be made. We can make it. Do you guys want some of it or not? And that's yeah. kind of why we've got a good thing going with the county right now that we're, we're generating tax revenue and bringing yeah, money back great. into the community that we live in. I mean, six years ago, you could barely drive out there because the roads were so bad. And after the last four years of legal weed, I mean, we have brand new roads. Our roads are getting repaved. There's a lot of money that's, that's cool. coming back into home and we're seeing it. That like, must feel good. It like, does. It does. From, it really, know, it really there, does. Being yeah. raised there, coming back there, you know, and, building. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. That's got to feel good. Yeah. So, so, um, so 2016, it kind of everything started taking off. At that time, I knew that like, okay, now that we got the farm going, we got to figure out where we're going to fucking go with this. So I was sitting there one day and I had like 2016, because 2016 was when we started Exotic Flavors. Oh, cool. And I was sitting there like thinking of all these farm names and like Honeydew Farms was my neighbor. They're really big. There's one of the homies. There was this farm, that farm, you know. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, fuck, what are we going to do? And I had just bought some weed at the dispensary and it was from cookies. Mm -hmm. So I'm just okay. sitting there like this and I'm like smoking some weed in my living room. And I always thought just cookies grew weed. I didn't know. So yeah. I'm looking at the back and it's like cultivated by blah, 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 blah. So in my head, I'm like, that doesn't make sense. So then I was like, oh, the brand. And then there's the farm. So that's yeah. when I, five yeah. years ago, made the separation in my mind. Because if I'm just a farm, I'm that farm. I wanted more farms. I knew I wasn't going to be to one farm. Yeah. So if I just call myself Cody King Farm, that's that farm. You know, you're limiting yourself. And if I right. went with the Humboldt County name, like everyone does, you're limiting yourself to a geographic location. It's like... Uh. Humboldt is only can only be used so many fucking times. Right. So I since day one, bro, I was like, I want to do something different. I want to be a brand, but like, not not the same as my neighbor, and because mm -hmm. everyone's doing the same shit. And so I was looking at that cookies bag, and I noticed that it was a brand, but it was cultivated by a different LLC. So that's when right. I was kind of like, I can make something that's more than just a farm. And so that's why I have exotic flavors trademarked as kind of an umbrella for all the farms. So all, all the farms I'm running, some of them have different LLCs, but it's all exotic flavors. So whenever nice. anything goes to market, instead of me having to do multiple different sub brands or whatever, everything's exotic flavors. Right. And as we've been nice. progressing, I've been taking next year, I'm taking over three more farms. Wow. And those all three farms are all different licensed, but it's all going to be exotic flavors. So the way so I have then, it structured, yeah. I can umbrella everything yeah. under it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And that's all just stuff that's you know grown by you yeah yeah it's all yeah. of our cultivation yeah, all, of, all of it yeah yeah right. none of it awesome. we're not white labeling anything yeah, that's great. every single bud that's on the table here or mm -hmm. in any of our bags was grown in honeydew by us that's great yeah sir. that's badass man yeah and that's uh that's things a lot of people can't take a lot of people can't say yeah, either can't say. appreciate that's, that yeah it's that's good i've known from the beginning dude that like like this is what i tell people it's like it's it's easier for me to turn what I'm doing into a real business than people from the outside world to come in and do what we've been doing for years and years. Mm -hmm. I use alcohol kind of for an example. Let's say me and Nacho here were like, me and him drink fucking every, every weekend we're getting shitty drunk. But let's say this is, this is prohibition era, okay? Yeah. So alcohol is illegal. So me and him, just like how it was with weed five years ago, yep. weed was illegal. So everyone's smoking weed, whatever. So I know nothing about alcohol, okay? But if me and him drink all the time and then all of a sudden prohibitions lifted and oh my God, liquor is now legal. Does that mean that I can just go and start a liquor company? Not really. Just because no. I drank a lot of it doesn't mean, and this is no offense to anyone out there, yeah. but it's not, it's not like that. You know what I mean? So no, it's true. It's the same it's thing the with weed. Weed prop 64 hit in 2016 
everyone's like, oh, weed's legal. I'm going to start a weed brand. Mm-hmm. We were already a weed brand. We were already a, a marijuana company for decades before that. Yeah. Right. So it's easier for me to adapt to a business setting and basically take off my dirty boots and put on some clean clothes and go in and land some sales mm-hmm. than it is for someone to go take off a suit and tie, move out to the hills, learn how to drive a truck, <laughs> yep. learn how to back up a trailer, <clears throat> learn how to work all day, learn how to grow fucking weed, do the shit we do. That's, yeah. that's damn near impossible. I can easily adapt to their setting. It's yeah, not as easy, vice versa. They can't do what you do. And no. what you do is is lineage. It's been passed down from generation to generation at this point. It has. It has I'll agree with you on that, but a lot of it, though, is the opposite. A lot of it is a lot of people have that mindset of, well, this is how I've this been doing it. We don't have that. We're constantly adapting. We're constantly, yeah. You can technology. tell me what I'm doing is wrong and I'm going to listen to you and hear what you have to say right. versus so many of these legacy farmers that are saying, nope, this is the best way to grow. Right. My brother-in-law yeah. is a big influence on me with that because he's very open-minded. He came from, he's like I was telling you guys before the show, he came from a background and he's my foreman for cultivation of of no he has no marijuana in his in his past you know what i mean right so it's cool because i have me who thinks i know everything and you know and then you have someone that's a green thumb in the industry so you can bounce off each other's ideas kind of yin and yang like yeah it's hard that's to explain good. but it's like that good cop bad cop type thing like i have my way of thinking on things that oh this is gonna work and then he has his ways and then it balances out and we find kind of a happy medium yeah you guys play off each other's strength, yeah, yeah, strengths yeah. right yeah. there and that's the Support. feng shui that any company needs with yeah. partners or anything just like because that. i think something is dope doesn't mean everyone else is right so you have to remember that like and you need a, a partner that'll check you on that and say yeah. hey nah that's not exactly what, dude let's think on that give it two days just yep. give it two days that's and then you come back right. and you're like oh shit yeah that's not a good idea let's not do that for sure so but, but no and since then dude it's just been um We've just been picking up more farms and like, uh, especially with how the industry is now with prices low, a lot of people are, are not able to make it, you know? And so for us, yeah. it's been, it's been, it's, it's cutthroat right now. And so we've been capitalizing on finding people that are hurting and kind of coming in and taking over their farms and turning, turning a loss into profit. That's really good. Yeah. It sounds like you're, it, it sounds like you're helping a lot of people that weren't able to do what you kind of did. Yeah, and, and you're getting them up to sp- up to par, and well, having having like a, a circle of people that like owe you favors, and you're working with, and like not necessarily owe you favors, but when you have a circle that you've grown with since the beginning, right. everybody's looking out for each other and yeah. shit, you know, and yeah, and that's kind of what we have going on now. So that that's awesome because I have uh, I've heard horror stories from up the hill that a lot of like mom and pop farms are going out of business. They, are, they thought that they can get mm-hmm. through the licensing. Once they get through the licensing, they said like <laughs> one part of um, uh, the county up there is not gonna allow weed go uh, grow there's, to grow it, weed up they there. They do it by regions too. There's coastal re- like there's a lot of areas that won't even allow it. Like right. Fortuna, where I was telling you, my they no. You right even and a lot of people oh. went up there spent the money bought the land and then couldn't uh then that law passed that's what i was couldn't. telling you beginning of the show was when it comes to humble you think that's but really southern humble you're not really cultivating up in northern you said arcade or yeah. hs you like you're not growing eureka areas. area yeah not at all no no that's the redwoods touristy area so like yeah it's the microclimate that we're in so in order to get to the farm you go through the redwood which is the most ancient redwood forest in the world and some of those trees are like 160 180 feet tall and so we're wrapped we have the coast on one side and then we're surrounded by like almost like a shape of a boomerang of redwoods that lock us in so we have a microclimate and it's 
That's my Incredible. shit, dude. That's Bro, the shit I like to visit. I'm coming up. That's it, cool, you got man. to. I'm it's, coming it's fucking, up. It's, that's cool. It is a. It's it's a different world, man. That's wow. dope, dude. That um, that is fucking what that is uh, takes me to my next question, dude. What is a legacy? What is a legacy farmer? In your definition, in your opinion, I, mean, I think I just kind of explained that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think yeah. that it's that kind of is. I think yeah. there's a term. I think I a lot of people. So. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean, okay, this is the way I would look at it. A legacy farmer, in my opinion, doesn't necessarily mean, hey, your parents grew weed or you came from, because you could create, right. you could be a legacy farmer, in my opinion, first generation. If you're truly living the life and and you're profiting and and the lifestyle that you're living came from cannabis, then I would consider you to be a legacy farmer. Mm -hmm. Right. Because there's a lot of people getting in this industry that already had money from something else mm -hmm. and they rolled that money over into this to start something up. That's cool. And you're, you're getting in the industry. A real legacy farmer, in my opinion, is someone that has started from nothing. They respect the plant. They've seen what it can do and it's done that for them and made them money and they've profited from that versus spending mom and dad's money or spending and yeah. you have your buyer, your investor, you're spending their money. But actually growing weed and doing it at a good, at a, like, doing a good job at it and that product moving and you profiting from that. I mean, I, to me, that's kind of what it really is, you know? Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean, Oh, your mom and dad grew 20 years ago. I, I have a cool backstory from what my dad did. And there's a lot of guys out there, me like that have similar stories like that, but yeah. they don't have half the respect I have for the industry, you know? So it doesn't really mean that you're a legacy farmer because you came from a background of it. I feel more it's, that is your life. That's what you're living, and you your bill the bills for you're paid from weed, and your your kids are eating from cannabis money. You know what right. I mean? Like, and you're that, building a legacy, and you're building a legacy that's gonna be there for your kids and things like yeah, that. that. Like makes when sense. it really comes to this, from the bottom of my heart, a hundred percent, dude. This is what I will be doing for the rest of my life. I had one job. I washed dishes at Applebee's when I was like 16, 17. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. Like I don't have uh, like a plan B. Oh, if this doesn't work, we're gonna do that. Like we're gonna do this. Forever. So you, so you, you've been growing since high school or since elementary. I mean, so like when I grew up, uh, my since Applebee. But we, I wanted to ask though, what were your strains back then? What like were northern, the ones? Northern Lights, Afghani no Kush, oh, yeah, yeah, old school grain, nice. like. Just and that's the thing is now, I wish my dad was alive now to ask him. You know what I mean? Because when he died, I was fourteen. So a lot of these things, like I'm hearing secondhand stories and things, but I was kind of a kid. You know, right. I was mostly what I would do was we would lie and tell like people, oh, we're gonna go feed the whore, like say you're gonna go do something else, and then they would grow up in trees a lot back then. So like you wouldn't really have like a big outdoor patch. You would grow up into like these big fir trees. You go 20, 30 feet up and build almost like a tree house. On the and then trees. they would put the plants up in the trees. <laughs> so when the helicopters flew around, they wouldn't see because the helicopter is looking at the ground. So when you look in a cluster of canopy of trees, you're not going to see a few plants scattered around. Yeah. Right. So what we would do is we would go out in the woods. It'd be my dad and like five Russian guys. We'd be in all <laughs> fucking camo. I'm serious, dude. We would ride four wheelers up, hike up in the woods, and we would use like, you know, the red plastic gas cans mm -hmm. yeah. you can buy like, at the gas station and shit. We would buy those for nutrients, mix nutrients in them. <clears throat> so all these trees would have ropes hanging down. 
and we would go and I would sit there with a bunch of other little kids or whatever and we would run around and down at the trees while the, the grown-ups were up in the trees and then they would send the ropes down and we would tie them around the, the gas can send containers and then they would pull them up and then they'd, they'd come back down empty and then we would untie it and tie it to a full one and that's how, how we would feed feed our plants and stuff up in the trees that's and fucking badass bro, bro, bro like, I've never that, heard of that before we would I didn't be know doing... people growing in the trees that's oh yeah sick. so we were working on a project now with the county and a lot of it is you have to prove pre-existing. So yeah. the county wants to see where you grew. So like three months ago, oh, I went with officials from the county oh, on shit. a property that we're getting permitted. And we hiked around and showed them all these old, all the old <laughs> spots. Shit. But we would be doing it and we would, you would just hear like a, the womp womp in the background. And it would be camp helicopters. And we would fucking run. We'd have to go down and hide under the rocks by the creek. Like from August until September, October, like my whole life, that's what it would be. Wow, that's <laughs> fucking, that's a rush, dude. Yeah. I mean, how high up in the tree did you guys go? I mean, like 20, 30, 40 feet. They'd go far. Wow. Far, dude. And so, okay. You have just... to understand, back then, you get caught with one plant. And, like, guys like my dad and the people, they were all felons. They had all been to prison for growing weed. They were all yeah. felons. So, so, so it's like you get caught, dude, with one plant back then, you were going to prison. So if you had to go 40 feet in a fucking tree, you had to go 40 feet in the tree. How did they get up there? Were there steps? Uh, you ever see uh, like cork woods? boots? Yeah, they would build little things or like get some okay. cork boots, climb trees and shit. And oh, shit. Bro, if you have the right boots, you could climb a tree. You to do that, right? You no, you could do it. If you had the right shit. boots, you just throw a strap okay. around and you can go up. And then they'd build ledges just... and you get a rope and you'd pull new. I mean, they got real creative. You had to do what I, you had to I do. I can imagine, dude. Because yeah. that's a daily, maybe not daily to water, but everybody got to check it every day. Well, when you have it like that, you get you get maybe 20 plants done in a day and then you're having to go the next day and get the other ones and shit and so was, you could fit like 20 plants in one tree not even no you do no. a few bro just so a few. how many trees did you guys have to climb 40 feet up in the air to a lot <laughs> i can't fuck. even answer like that that's all day bro. it was a wow. lot bro yeah yeah then you fucking drop them when they're done it makes or? it yeah and then they'd bring them to the gas cans we'd untime and shit but it makes you appreciate yeah today how far you've come yeah you ever have anybody just Kansas like kind of cruise by like as you guys were doing that shit just like random ass people no there's no bar. random nah, people out nobody there nobody yeah you, you you mean you don't you, we didn't have many random people if anybody's yeah, yeah, there like, you're questioning that wondering. shit yeah. who the fuck are you I just having a stumble so the way i grew and... up yeah if, if anyone ever did because we grew up down nine miles down block gates and dirt road and everything and oh, yeah, yeah you're deep that yeah there deep. was there was no random people driving by yeah right ever yeah, no, I'm not no, here. Oh, yeah, one person's you're not from around here, are you? Yeah, no. Oh, no. Shit. no, I'm Nine not, sir. I'm, I got lost like 20 miles ago. Can you yeah. please send me out of here? That's crazy. God. That's yeah, that's we had some land like that out here. Damn, we can't even get like 10,000 square foot lot. Right. That's why it's called the Lost Coast up there. Yeah, that's right. The, lost the most coast. undeveloped strip of California coastline. That's crazy. Yeah. So, Badass. so I want to ask: Did did you did anybody um, hand you down any strains? Unfortunately, no, no. I've just no saved seeds or dad so told me the only th like I, I wish I did, but like over years they deteriorate, you know. Right, and, right. and I was running around doing everything I was doing for you. I didn't, yeah. ha I wasn't foreseeing all of this that long ago, so I don't have any like held on. I have some strains I've had for like seven years, six years, and shit like that, but. But really, dude, it's not about that. You because whatever right. was cool back then isn't cool now. Right. And like the whole legacy farmer coming back to that is a lot of them have this mindset of the way they've been doing it is the right way and the best way. And we don't have that, you know. Like obviously, I think we're the best cultivators in the world. Right. But like as far as greenhouse cultivation, we really have that down. But 
the strains we have are always going to be changing. That's always evolving. You know what I mean? So what's your favorite strain going right now? The the cartel. Cartel. Cartel cut, cartel hands cut. down. That's the one. Like for me, moving product and, and anyone listening that buys product or is, is traps or anything, purple gassy shit is all people really want. And it sucks okay. to say because as a as a as a heavy smoker myself, I like a variety, you know, I like choices, but mm-hmm. what's moving in stores is is purple gas, bro. And that's purple gas. That's what the cartel really is. With some nice bud structure mm-hmm. and it some has the calyxy structure. Nice yeah, they all come yeah, to a beautiful. point. I'll, there's like a few boxes as a cultivator. There's four main things that I always that the the product has to check. It has to look good. It's got to smell good. It has to test the because I know it's for right. a lot of people the test results, but there's some just like gelatos that just don't test. If you has to test at least in the twenties, and then it has to have some sort of a good yield. Right. So if it looks good, smell good, tests good, and yields good, then that's kind of like what we're looking for, and that checks all those boxes right there. That's dope. And the main thing is the demand, bro. Like, there's a lot of strains I would love to grow that are easy and they produce and this and that, but if the market doesn't want it, then yeah. I don't want to grow it. The market doesn't yeah, want true. it. Yeah. That's part of why it, you know? we're like finding more success <clears throat> than a lot of other cultivators right now is because we're down to adapt and change and fuck it. I guess we're not growing that and we're going to grow this and let's do this and that and changing with the times. And yeah. if you have to do, that's why we're not sitting on product these days. Right. I'll that give you big sense. facts. It's taken uh, uh, literally five to seven days on recreational shelf for us to sell out on the cartel cut. Um, wow. It's been our number one seller uh, over the past two months. I see shit in dispensaries be there for months sometimes too. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and we've been really super excited uh, uh, to bring the cartel, you know, cut out. Like I said, five to seven days, bro, and we've we sold out in every shop, um, and it's been That's pushing really hard. Yeah, no, for sure. It's fire. It definitely hits the points. With there being weed out all over the state, and like, it's obviously much more accessible down in Santa Barbara, <coughs> LA. I know that we have to have something that's better and different. Right. Because if it's not different or it's not better, why would people come all the way up to Honeydew to get product, or why would they go buy our product? You know, because yeah. there's so much competition. So that's like. The main thing with all of these strains you see out here, I mean, the Bambino, the Cartel, the Birkins, all everything we're going to, we, we drop, the Honeydew, all of it usually yeah. is pretty exclusive, you know? Because if you can get it from someone else, why yeah. would why What's would you come use? and get it from us? Yeah, because yeah, a lot of people are growing down the hill now. Exactly, yeah. So, so we got we to gotta do everything we can to bring the market to us. Yeah, yeah that's and, a great point. And Humboldt has always had the reputation since I was a kid. Whenever anybody brought humble weed, oh, it was sure. grown so well. It was sticky and it was it was uh like that coal burning bud, like lasts a long time. Yeah. You can pass it all around and around and strong. Doesn't crackle fun. and shit. And yeah. yeah, and Humboldt always our, will our environment be known is better for that. That's stuck in my brain and plenty other people in my yeah. generation. So here's smoking. a little here's something kind of funny is people argue, Oh, it's not true. Humboldt doesn't really grow better weed so it grow good so weed, check it out man. when i was living in chico going to school i was also working that summer in honeydew okay so i took some genetics from honeydew same clones and i took the nutrients that i was using at the farm in honeydew and i brought those over to chico because i was going back and forth like three days a week so i had the exact same strains going simultaneously same stage in their life cycle same exact nutrients same everything the ones that i grew in on eastern california got twice as big Maybe three times as big, but the buds were just round, no terpene profile. Just big, round, empty buds. You know what I mean? The ones that I grew at Honeydew were smaller, but they were sticky. They had structure. They had smell. They had taste. It's That that environment, what it really comes down to is cold nights and hot days. 
cold nights and hot cold days. Cold nights that and hot, and that's sense. really what we get over there. Like over here at night, if it's a hundred degrees, it's going to be hot at night still. So I do have a, during the summer. During Sacramento the summertime, does cool down pretty quickly. I've grown weed around here. It's hotter, a lot hotter at night. I'm sure more Especially than if you have greenhouses. Yeah, there. but yeah, out there, there it will drop sense. 50 degrees, 40 degrees at night. Even you know what I mean? Yeah. And that brings out those pretty colors, the vibrant colors. Yeah. It yeah. brings out unique terpene profiles. Mm-hmm. Stress brings out the best in plants. And when you have it too easy for them, they're just gonna fucking like just grow and do their thing. When you stress them out and you put them through more like trials and things we do out there, it makes a better product. That's Man. that's what's like up. human. I wonder, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like humans. So I wonder, your your dad. How did they know that the environment up there was perfect and to go there luck. and to kind of that was luck. So that's luck. That right? was luck, bro. Because that's and fucking people can teach it. So basically, when the hate Ashbury, the 1960s, when all that was going on, the free love and all that in, right. in San Francisco. When that was ending and dying out, all those people needed a place. They wanted to go and start the whole back to the back to the land movement. Yeah, and that's what a lot of my parents, my friends' parents, all the old timers in sixties and seventies—they're all hippies that kind of migrated, the anti-government, looking, looking for an area, yeah, to right. start. I mean, Charlie Manson was living up there, like the people that were seeking a refuge from the like corporate common world mm-hmm. and trying to Every find day. somewhere that they could make their own. And so it just turned out that that happened to be Mendocino, you know, Humboldt County, Trinity up there, and it just we got lucky that what they chose to do flourished into where it is now you know and a lot of that is due to the environment and the secrecy you know and the seclusion we had up there because part of how we got away with it was just you were so fucking secluded and you know and right there's a lot of there's a lot of factors a lot of it just being just a big good luck or blessing or whatever you want to call it you know just the stars were aligned for it it was perfect it really was it's perfect for the heart to keep it going too yeah i mean that true that could have been it yeah you know yeah it's but. just finding the being able to adapt to roll over from there into where it is now and turning yeah. it into something profitable hey but yeah. one thing you told me before we started the podcast was seedless weed came from humboldt county i'm not i mean not humboldt county but up north northern, northern yeah that's what put us on the map coast, was right Sensimia back in the early 70s late 60s seedless seedless green seedless but i've heard stories from a lot of people like for years you know like our parents age and shit like that when they were buying weed it was usually colombian brickweed <coughs> and we're young so we didn't experience it but really if you bought like a lid was what it was called in the old days which was two fingers yeah. you would pick yep. out 80 seeds so you're spending half your time picking <laughs> out seeds <laughs> so when my my dad and his friends in the like 1970s 1971 got a cut of sensimia i mean that's that's it's a it was a game changer you know and they knew that it was going to turn into something at one point yeah that's fucking Dude, dope. That's I wild. mean, the 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 pothead who pulled the male from the female plant for the first time and fucking didn't get any seeds. Not all potheads are stupid. But, <laughs> I know. But, <laughs> I'm, that, smart. No, I, I'm actually taking it the other way. Yeah. That smart motherfucker who thought outside the box and yeah. pulled the... Let's try this. You know what I mean? And, and that right. really was what made Humboldt, in my opinion, you know, you're going to get different stories from people, but like that really was what put him on the map, you know, was... Yeah. It, they had something better that That's no one dope. else really had. And then you, on top of that, you had all these people already migrating up there and, you know, trying to get out of the city life and look for somewhere to start a farm and homestead and everything. And it's like, fuck, you want a homestead? Now there's weeds on the market. It was just, just like I said, the stars were just aligned perfectly, you know. Are, is, is, are people moving up there? Are, are you are your city starting to grow a lot of that is because hsu now just got their they're they're going to be a polytech oh, so they got okay, a 600 okay. million dollar grant wow and so they're building housing for like 30 which 
sucks for a lot of us. But so still, that's don't far. Like that. It's far away from me though. Where I'm, right. no one's ever going to come and live where we are. Yeah, because okay. they're by our. That's in Arcata, right? Humble. Yeah, State, yeah that's up there, north. Yeah. yeah, we're in Southern Humble. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's still an hour and forty-five minutes yeah. north of us. There is a lot more people, and what I've been hearing too is this global warming. Because like, has it been raining here? A little bit. It's been pouring. Pad. It's been pouring in Humboldt for for but, a month. But two when months it does now. rain, it shit. rained actually enough. It rains a lot for a whole year. Yeah. Tore some shit off. Yeah, yeah we just have a lot, a lot of water up there and shit like yeah. that. And so there's things like that, the global warming, that are factors that are going to contribute to more people coming. But up. but I feel like um, you know like tech workers and people that are actually flooding up to Sacramento right now. I can only imagine a good chunk of them are going up to the mountains, finding a space, getting good internet, and and doing the remote Working work. From home yeah, and shit like that. yeah. There's a like, there's a lot. You know where I, I think can, a lot of them are going though is Tahoe. Because they, right. they got the the bread to go. Oh, let me go ride on. But still, but a lot of people want the to... they want the remoteness. They want to <clears throat> yeah, get away I mean, from the, the city, the crowd. Yeah. yeah. And they they have the money to spend. They go buy a, a cabin in the woods up there and just do their thing. Yeah, that's where a lot right. of it stems yeah. from. I mean, right. really. And they they're probably starting to live off the land, grow their own gardens, things like that mm -hmm. for two weeks, and they're like, "Fuck, this yeah, is this difficult." Is so this. I'm going to uh, no, Amazon Prime. There's no my house. Yeah. I don't know what to eat anymore. <laughs> no Fuck. lights outside. Yeah. It takes some getting used to. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, man. You guys fucking hunt your own deer out there. <laughs> fucking, you know deer what to do. Ten feet out there. <laughs> I bet, deer. Like, dude. All I gotta say, man, I'm hungry. Somebody go out there. Ch -ch -ch, fucking get one. Bring you it in. You don't even know. Or just go you don't the, even know. The, oh, the deep freeze got all the, the dogs cuts. will get you the deer. The deep yeah, freeze has all the cuts. It's ready to go. <laughs> oh man, you guys are probably stocked up like <coughs> yeah. uh, a year or two in meat. Or yeah, a we year are. We're always stocked up, bro. That's badass. And if my I've, all my friends, my guys that work for me, like whenever they get off of work, they're always going and shooting pigs, shooting deer, so, bringing it back. We we just cleaned a deer. One of the guys that works for me out there, like. Two weeks ago, we just hung it from the fucking basketball hoop, and we gutted a deer out there with all the guys, and everyone oh, ate it. Feed it yeah, to all the dude. trimmers and shit. You guys are living off the we land. We get some of the dude. crazy shit. Yeah. Like we'll get some of those Vietnamese and the Laotian trimmers, and we had a we had just went out it was two years ago, and someone shot a pig, and it was fucking pregnant. So we cut it open, oh. all the baby, and all the Asian trimmers ate all the baby, all the undeveloped oh, fetuses and shit. Oh. We get some wild yeah. shit. You went delicacy for oh, yeah. the Oh yeah. shit! There's a lot of a lot of deer and pigs and turkeys. Oh, and I thought like this that. was yeah. illegal in America. <laughs> this is awesome. Not in honeydew. Not in honeydew. It's not the lawless land. That's badass. It really is. So you guys got generators ready to go? Yeah. So we have a we we have all that everything's wired we have you know 150k generators and shit i'm lucky enough that we're off the main road where we are so we have pg and &E and everything too so that's dope yeah so that is nice that's that, that so when there's storm we have backup power you know? and everything but that's cool you yeah. probably even have space for solar i, I don't know if solar's yeah. the best it's not it doesn't generate enough no can i interest you in some solar gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little. maybe for the house how about a windmill <laughs> the wind turbines actually would be better but that's cool, man. That's well, awesome. Uh, I wanted to talk a little more into the cannabis industry, and I want to know your thoughts on what are the pros, what are the cons of the industry, and yes. what can remedy some of the the cons, if any, if any. Like, <coughs> maybe dive deeper on that for me. 
Uh, I'm talking all the way from taxation and um all the regulations going into what goes into a cultivation site some things are probably overkill there's absolutely no reason for that license or that permit need but money there is, or, there's a lot of shit that is unnecessary that you have to go through right but and i'm not even trying to like act like it's anything great but a lot of it is necessary you know like people in our industry just aren't used to having to answer to anybody right but i'm not you know, but in order to start a real business and to form like a real anything, you have to answer to somebody, you have to pay your taxes, you have to follow the rules. And a lot of it is just, a lot of it's just like necessary things that you should be doing, ADA bathrooms or, you know, steps right. that you can take to keep your, your employees safer, things like that. A lot of it though is just fucking thievery. A lot of it, yeah. a lot of this shit is, is whack. Yeah but it is but really a lot of it dude you is necessary you know you have to have a lot of the things that they're requiring is necessary <laughs> to keep yourself safe and your employees safe yes at the same time they fucking don't let you bank uh, or i mean you can, you, bank, you, you can bank with a cut with a credit union but yeah. usually they're gonna like for ours we we bank with one and they charge me a thousand dollars a month flat yeah, rate right. about that. And just to even have an account but exactly. on, top of, on top of exactly to yeah. put money in there on top of that though they end up getting too many clients and they shut it they, they yeah, cut it off happen. right yeah then they'll yeah, shut you yeah cut it off and then you got to wait for the next uh yep. ballsy bank to open i've been up. doing that for five years <laughs> now. yeah it's right kicked out you move your funds kicked out move your funds yeah but i mean I'm not going to complain. I'm growing weed legally, dude. Right. You're doing what you I love. I don't mind hiding. I don't mind having cash. I mean, a lot of what we're doing now is just yeah. like if we, if we're working with a big distribution company, they'll pay us in cash and then you'll get like an 8,300 <laughs> form or like a cash acknowledgement. And then you have 10 days. So you could go somewhere and sell 500 pounds of weed, pick up $500,000 and it's perfectly legal. You can go take that and buy anything you want for your farm. You just have to report big that to speech. the IRS. That's a big knowledge spill. <laughs> That's it's the true point. Though. That's what we're trying people to get. always come up and say, "Oh, how'd you go buy that for your farm?" How, well, it's easy. You just when you receive that cash, you notify the IRS. You say, "Hey, you guys, I just picked up all this money from this company over here. I'm just letting you know I'm going to go spend it." The second you do that, whether they like it or not, there's nothing they can really really do about it at that right. point. Right. Yeah. As long as you're reporting everything you're collecting, and that's what we've been doing for years. That's good. Yeah. Damn. That's awesome. So, yeah and dropping some game you guys are doing it big when you're doing <clears> it you right. just got to treat your cash like it's a debit card so just can have i interest the you in solar sounded like shit all right that's some good i'll be there good, eight, good, right? i would have yeah. more sponsors <laughs> no, I like, yeah. so I like who, that. who you guys got collabs going on with right now man? so yeah. right now we work a lot with the homies midzotics matt okay. shadwell oh, cool. and them yeah so i ran into those guys like a year and a half ago and I kind of just thought they had a cool vibe, you know, they're d doing something different, you know? Totally. So I I reached out to them and contacted them and said, Hey, let's do a collab. I'll fill your jars. You guys rep me a little bit, let everyone know who cultivated it. So we've been, we've been doing that for a few years. We've ran through a bunch of weed. We went through That's probably cool. 300 dispensaries together and Dope. it's been cool. Yeah. It's been a growing process. Um, we have another one coming up. I, we were just contacted by, uh, Joe exotics, power of attorney, oh, yes. tiger King. So uh, yeah. season Joe two exotics. drops November 17th. Yeah. Yep. He's got a second yeah. That's a really season. Yeah. Season two is coming yeah. out. Yeah. Carol right Baskin's coming back. Yeah. Uh, so we, we're actually dropping a Baskin strain. Actually, oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Forbes ran an article about it. My friend, he's my boy, Josh Anderson from down there with the THC group. He kind of quarterbacked Josh. the whole thing. What up, Josh? Cool. And uh, he reached out. Just, it's kind of funny. Exotic flavors. 
Joe Exotic. We're like, let's run the Joe Exotic collab as a joke. And um, it actually turned into like his power of attorney reached out with him. We actually went down to Las Vegas for the launch party and lined a bunch of things up. We got it pretty finalized, even down to the packaging. They're shipping us to packaging. I think he said four days. Actually, I talked to him earlier. (laughs) Yes, sir. And so we're going to do the THC group and and Josh and them are going to kind of run a lot of the promotional for it. But it's a collab where it's got Joe Exotic on the bag with all the tigers and shit. Our logos on it. Um, it's just that it's fun, dude. It's just sick. Yeah, we're that's so fucking mainstream, bro. Yeah, that's kind of the thing is we're gonna drop the season two comes out on the seventeenth, and then uh, we're gonna try and drop the the first launch by December first. So kind of be the timing will be kind of good, getting the hype back with the cool. show and everything. Yes, and then we're gonna have their team and him and Nacho and everyone kind of hype it up and shit. And so what are all the strain names? So we're dropping the, it's a Tiger Mints, which right. is which is a Cushman's cross we have. We're doing a Baskins, and then we're doing, what was the third one, Nacho? I thought it was, uh, was it a cat? The Meloncello. Meloncello. Yeah, yeah, Cello. my bad, I should have had that, I'm lit. So we had the Meloncello, <laughs> the Baskins, and the Tiger Mints. Right. And so those are, I think, I think uh, mainly it's gonna be in the LA area. Okay. They're going to drop a lot down in Los Angeles and shit, That's but it'll cool. be fun. Yeah. And I That's think we're going to do some like fun little pop-ups and, you know, some demo days and shit like that. And just having fun, bro. Well, it'll hopefully be cool. you can sprinkle a little on Sacramento. That'd be dope. Oh, you already know. We got, we got Nacho up here. Yeah. But it, it'll make be fun. And then, and then hopefully one day he'll get out of prison and fucking he'll get to smoke some of our weed and shit. Right. And that'd be cool. Right. Yeah. It's just fun, dude. We, yeah. You know, like. We're looking forward to it. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Where you at, Joe? He's on cancer, right? Or, uh. They're saying that he has uh, cancer and he's in jail. Well, that's sorry to take that morbid, but yeah. oh shit, <laughs> sorry about well, that. Sorry, but Joe. yeah, I saw that <laughs> on I think uh, Vice or TMZ. I don't yeah, know. I don't. I have no connection with the guy personally. Right. We did meet okay. his uh, his power of attorney, and his, I forget the lady's name. She's super cool, older lady, and that's his best friend. Cool. So she has control oh, of cool. all of his money and everything, and she's kind of is the shot caller for him while he's behind bars. Well, and so that's who we're coordinating kind of through him and this other group. They'll come to us, and then she answers questions, and we're all kind of in cahoots through like group messages and things like that but yeah it'll be fun it'll be cool very cool yeah so we have that going um we've we've had talks with some other some other people that we've been working with a lot of it i'm still kind of keeping under wraps um but to be honest like in the past i've done a lot of this and i've helped build other brands and a lot of times in the the end of the day it's good for someone else and it's not so good for me so this moving into 2022 we're going to kind of focus more on exotic flavors doom, and doom, doom. we have a couple other a couple in, other small Hell brands yeah. we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do some small collabs with and drops and things like that but um the joe exotic definitely is the next one we have coming up and besides that we're just gonna play it by ear you know we're just making this up as we go having fun that's fucking awesome if it's not fun we don't want to do it dude like agree might as well enjoy you don't yourself you're not going to make money and be successful if you're not enjoying yourself so we're just trying facts. to find that's what facts. works for us and what we enjoy doing and let yeah, them know man. about our new strains boss what we got yeah. what we got coming for uh this the end of uh 2021 oh shit so what for we do have some new ones on the menu. We have our Bambino, which is dropping for the first time, hopefully by the end of this month, which is secret cut. Secret it's that cut. purple gas. It's that purple, purple gas. <clears throat> nice. We have our cartel cut coming back again. We finally got our new strain specific right. packaging. Yeah. And then we have our Apple Mac and our Mac coming out. And that's, we won. We just took last year the Feast of Flowers, which is a Southern Humboldt grow off, which is like all the local Southern Humboldt farms kind of compete in like a little local competition. That's dope, and dude. I've we never took, heard of that before. Yeah, the Feast of Flowers. We took first place with that, with that cut last year. So that's we're bagging it. that up and shit. And um, we're bringing back the Honeydew because that's kind of a staple for us. Oh, yeah. 
And um, we've got a lot of new shit coming for next year. We have our Point Break dropping, which is like a Tropicana cookie. That's a great one. The yeah, Point Break's not fire, a lot of dude. people do. I've not so seen another that collab we have dropping. Are you guys familiar with Canadips? Yeah. So the, the Canadip company. So we, we're doing a collab with them. We're dropping in like 30 states okay it's a we're doing the point break collab with canada dips and shit so 30 states we, is we that did like, is that like ass. a tobacco dip style it's, it's low thc basically? they do they do cbd and shit and oh, they cool. they pull our terpenes out of it oh okay. so they use our terpenes and for a cbd pouch? yeah oh, they're lip they're cool. they, yeah, 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 like canada dips cool yeah the, i just i think i just saw them on a uh, menu like they're for the homies so they came up the boys they came up about a month ago with dallas Braden. Who's the announcer for the Oakland A's? He's oh, yeah. the pitcher, cool. and they brought Dontrell Willis up, and nope. they've been bringing up some MLB guys, and they're super cool, just in helping like small, smaller farms like us. You know, I mean, I'm not saying we're small, but like kind of no one's in the industry at this point until they've they've got on a national level. So they're helping yeah. guys that are limited to California kind of get out of the, get out of the area and. That's cool. They're the homies, yeah, for sure. That's, very oh, that's awesome. Cool, yeah. And it's just cross market. You know, it's getting getting ourselves out of just a flower. You know what I mean? Getting into some yeah. other shit. And we we work with like Cali Blaze with live resin extracts and things like that. And I heard a lot yeah. of good things about Cali. Cali Blaze is the homie, bro. That's how yeah. I actually met Nacho right here. Shout out Cali oh, Blaze, yeah. <laughs> the Shout homie, out Big Blaze, yo. Oh yeah, Cali. Cali's from since day one, bro. He's always helped us and shouted us out that's and cool. you know helped point us in the right direction and shit. You know and. He's, he's someone that we've always worked with. And um, there's, a, there's a lot of people. I'm probably forgetting some. But, like, it's been five. This is our sixth year of legal weed. You know what I mean? So we've ran wow. through a lot. We've seen a lot of people come and go. Network. There's been yeah. a lot of smoke and mirrors, a lot of bullshit. But we're still here. It's facts. <laughs> dog. Any oh, plans man. for expansion? Yeah. So right now, like, with the industry being where it is with pricing and everything, like, we're, we're making money. But it's not like three years ago where I'm trying to go throw millions of dollars at another property. We've been really lucky, though, in just like our our work ethic is showing to other people. And so we've been having other farms kind of I mean, this this week we picked up another couple farms. These people coming yeah. saying, hey, the production, the, really getting their cost of production is really hard for a lot of people. Yeah. So we've just been That's picking hard. up farms on either lease agreements or just like equity splits or whatever but big strategies yeah it's for me it's like not even trying to sound arrogant but i i I gotta be making money you know this is cool and and obviously this is fucking my what i want to do but if it don't make dollars it don't make sense and everything we do everything we do has got to make money yeah and i don't mean to sound if it's not paying you yeah yeah bro and i don't want to sound arrogant but i like making money and shit and so that is what (laughs) that is like what we're trying to we're trying to show all these other farms like hey there's still money to be made in here you know what i mean if you but do it at the right, same time not to cut you off i feel like you still have a reasonable price to the consumer because for we're wanting to make because money. we are the source you know what yeah I mean? but that's still cool because i mean i feel like <laughs> yeah. you could charge more than you know what but i want it to do. be affordable you but know no what that's I mean? what i mean that's cool well you and still like money quicker and you make it affordable before weed was cool. legal i was always good at selling packs because i would watch people sit on pounds or trying to make a two points on a pound or three point and i would just yeah. try to make 25 50 bucks a unit whatever and i would move through volume faster than other people because i'm not so worried about making that top dollar yeah moving right. through volume kind of is where it's worked for me yeah no and that's so great great tra- overcharging and if i can produce <clears throat> this for a good price i'm going to get it to the consumer for a good price yeah you know? absolutely right. never let it sit Push let it move. love yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's certain uh, strains that you're going to pay more because they have a lower return for us. Yeah, the Birkins sense. is one of the most – that's the hardest strain for us to grow at the lowest yields. Yeah. That's going to be the most expensive to the consumer. But if I can do it affordably, you're going to get it affordably. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Like Shotball said, affordable cool. fire. Yeah, affordable <laughs> fire. That's right. <laughs> the mid bro. That's yep. badass. 
No, that's great. That's fucking cool. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna end, but we're gonna do one thing uh, that oh, we yeah. we've done it before cool. uh, in our previous episode. It's ten it's questions. It's from the hip. Okay. Let's yeah. Just quick little answers. I just so, gotta spit so, off answers, or yeah. Well, th- this is for people no to get to know you a little more personally. Let's do it. So, <clears throat> what's your favorite movie? Oh my god. We always do it after oh, all. Shit. Shit. Um, <laughs> um, the hip. Uh, shit. I'm trying to even think. <laughs> uh, fucking let's go with Step Brothers. Cool. Oh, no, great great movie. I love Will Ferrell. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great movie. No, very mind. Pineapple Express. Uh, okay. I can watch that movie. Fun. Pineapple Express is my favorite. That was actually a okay. fantastic movie. I can, every time I see it, Good you'll choice. find it. All right, next one, go. What's your favorite gas station snack? Jerky. Jerky. Cool. Uh, what's your favorite strain of all time? Cartel Cut. who's your favorite artist or band of all time artist or band oh shit i listen to a lot i'm just played i listen a lot of burner i listen to a lot of a lot of little baby i listen a lot of i listen a lot of country though too i'm not gonna lie listen a lot of morgan Wallen, jason aldean luke combs right not what you'd expect okay probably 70 percent country music honestly i listen to a lot of jason aldean that's probably my favorite okay okay Uh, there it is uh what's your favorite season Summer, baby. Come on. <laughs> What's your favorite way to smoke? Bongs only. Nice. Who's your wow. biggest inspiration? My dad. Nice. Cool. Who's your favorite uh, brand besides your own? <laughs> None. <laughs> you know, I got a couple. I, I could, I, there's a, I have a homie. I have my boy with the Turp Mansion, Luke, up there. He does it really good. Cool. The Emerald Kid. You have uh, Honeydew Farms is my neighbor. Much respect to Alex Moore. Those guys have been killing it since just as long even longer than me you know honeydew right. farms um my boy manny humble humble exotics up there in fortuna they kill it he's always been a good player in the game um there's a few dude but it's it's very very few there's a few people that and those three people i listed there's a few uh, there's a few other i'm forgetting but like the amount of people I actually respecting this industry is yeah. very very few what um, is the best advice you can give another brand coming up work hard and grow your own weed nice uh, what's the best advice anyone has ever told you? Work hard and grow your own weed. Damn, <laughs> boom. Back back. Well, hey. that was an awesome show, man. Yeah, Thank yeah, you so much awesome, for dude. coming through. We really appreciate yeah, it. That was hella fun. Yeah, taking and, the time, uh, we, coming we out. Can't wait to have you back and see. I can't wait to have you guys up at the farm next. Oh, we're coming, yes. bro. Come on, we're so coming. Come on. Yeah, um, it'll be fun. Hell, All of you guys yeah. come what's up. What's you guys's Instagram handle? So right, we we begin fucked with obviously by IG like everyone. We're running our backup page, which is just exotic flavor. No dashes, no underscores. It's X O T I C F L A V O R Z at Instagram. Okay. Yep. Website. So we have a new one we just dropped. It's xfworldwide.com. Nice. Yeah, we're it's it's on to the finalization of the uh, um, kind of our launch. So we're still a little bit under construction, but we'll be getting it out. Cool. You know, xfworldwide.com. So. And I think actually Worldwide. we're going to be working with the homies down here at Calibliss on getting some of the some of the shit printed out oh, some yes. of the yes sir get some hat, swag some merch some calibus hoodies all that Ooh. shit that's what's up well thank you everybody at home for uh listening paying yeah, attention and soaking uh, up game episode today. eight episode yeah, yeah. eight and uh remember to like subscribe comment tell us what you think we thank appreciate you. you guys we love you guys take care peace out Peace. Rotation thank shit. you guys yes,